Thank you, Peter. I'm Seth Bosted. We are live on 98.7 WFMT in Chicago and streaming worldwide on WFMT.com. Welcome to the third annual Thirsty Ear Festival and this very special broadcast of Relevant Tones at City Winery. That's my favorite part right there. <laughs> the very beginning of Thirsty Ear, everybody's excited. It's a live broadcast, we're live on the radio. I absolutely love it. So, so glad to have a big audience here and to have so many people listening on WFMT for the Thirsty Ear Festival. So what is the Thirsty Ear Festival? This is a question I hear a lot. Well, for relevant tones, we say our kind of tagline is that now is the most fascinating time for classical music. And what we mean by that is that uh, although the music of the past is obviously some of the best music that's ever been written, it's really truly magnificent, what we're hearing today, we're hearing from composers from nearly every country in the world. We're hearing from men and women. And uh, so to me, it's just a very fascinating time in classical music history to hear these composers with their different folk traditions and to hear what they're doing and bringing to this art form. And the fact that the art form itself, that classical music is amorphous enough that it can take all of these different influences and uh, still be classical, although I, I guess I would argue that the definition of classical is definitely broadening <laughs> here in the 21st century. So the Thirsty Ear Festival is kind of how we at Relevant Tones put our money where our mouth is. We want to do a live event. We want to meet some of our listeners, hopefully attract some new listeners, and feature a cross-section of things that are happening in contemporary classical music. So it's kind of like a little mini biennial. These are some wildly different. There are three performers tonight, and they're, they're very different from each other, but all of them are things that are happening and that are very popular in classical music today. So I hope you enjoyed the Thirsty Ear Festival. Our first performers are from the Phonema Consort. Phonema Consort, we're gonna talk with our executive director, Pablo Santiago Chin, about who they are in just a moment. But let's welcome to the stage right now, soprano Nina Dante and clarinetist Emily Beisel. They're going to be performing a piece by composer Hector Parra. It is called More than Antigone, or that is the death of Antigone. Antigone is the, uh, was the daughter of Oedipus, and so she's kind of a, a tragic figure in many ways. So this piece explores the, uh, there are a lot of different myths about her death. So let's have a listen. Members of Phonema Consort.
Ending with an extended and virtuosic cadenza for the clarinet. That was the piece More to Antigone by composer Hector Parra. Antigone, again, is the star-crossed daughter of Oedipus. And I have the text of that poem. He's really exploring a lot of pathos and angst here. Just a couple of quick lines. You mock me by our father's gods. Do you have the heart to insult me to my face? At least wait until I am dead. Uh, that's the, the poem. So I think the composer did an incredible job of capturing that angst. And uh, I love the way that there's a, a theatricality in their performance. I'm looking at the score here, and that's not notated in the score, although the score uses what I would consider to be pretty unconventional notation. So <laughs> fantastic piece. The first thing that we heard from Phonema Consort. We've got Pablo Santiago Chin here to tell us a little bit about Phonema Consort. Let's start with the piece that we're going to hear right now, Pablo, Como la leyenda de Tlón. Is this um, inspired by the Jorge Luis Borges story? Yes, uh, first of all, hi, Seth, uh, everybody. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, that's inspired in a story by Borges called Bukbar uh, Tlon uh, Orbis Tertis, uh, which tells about a fictional uh, planet uh, that's uh, is a fictional planet within a fictional country. Uh, and then uh, what he centers the story on is on the language of the planet, of the inhabitants of the planet, and uh, how uh, that reflects their philosophies and their cosmology about life. And he, of, because it's a fictional language, that's what interested me in the piece. So I have been collaborating with uh, Nina, our soprano, um, in uh, other uh, literary works. Uh, she would write stories and I would set them to music. And in this case, I uh, commissioned her <laughs> to, uh, to create a poem imagining the language according to the few clues that Borges tells in the story. So there are very few words that he uh, reveals in the story. And she takes those words, she dissects them into phonemes, and then she creates other words. Uh, therefore, she creates the poem. And I set that into uh, music. So it's not a real language, but it's a language that embodies a lot of like uh, dramatic uh, and theatrical characters that are further uh, projected into the percussion instruments. Okay. Let's talk about that, that word. Um, you, you say you break it down into phonemes, and that's kind of at the heart of yes. the, the name of the organization. Just, just tell us what, what, what the word means, what the, what the name, and, and how that um, influences what you do. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what the name of our ensemble is. Phoneme, phonema, is phoneme in Spanish, which is the smallest particle of speech. And that's a, a term that carries uh, the phonetic character of speech, of language. And that's what we are mainly interested in, on how language uh, goes beyond uh, the uh, verbal connotations and, and uh, the meaning of words, semantics. But it's actually, uh, it's actually uh, also a medium for sounds. And so we uh, research a repertoire that explores all those possibilities within language, not just the uh, semantics, but also uh, the phonetics of language and how you can uh, take that and create music out of it. Fantastic, and this is what you've done in the piece that we're about to hear yes. part of. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. And I should uh, remark that uh, there are two pieces actually played uh, back to back uh, in the next set. So my piece is divided into movements. After the first movement, you will hear a piece by uh, Chicago composer uh, Chris Fisher Lockhead that is for bass, clarinet, and soprano. And it, it actually uh, departs from the same uh, concept of uh, dissecting words into phonemes and creating music out of those phonemes. So it's very interesting to hear this pairing we haven't done before. This is going to be an exp experiment that I hope that everybody enjoys. 
Okay, yes. thank you. Hmm? So we're going to hear um, by Pablo, we're going to hear Como la Leyenda de Tolón Movement 1, and then we're going to go to Tandem by Chris Fisher Lockhead, and then we're going to return to Pablo Santiago Chin for Como la Leyenda de Tolón Movement 2. This is going to feature Emily Beisel clarinet, Nina Dante voice, Catherine Schulmeister will also be on voice, and Ryan Packard percussion.
piece is performed by the Phonema Consort. First, we heard two movements by composer Pablo Santiago Chin that were actually intercut with another piece called Tandem by Chris Fisher Lockhead. So the first thing we heard was Como la leyenda de Tlon, or Like the Legends of Tlon, movement one. Then we heard Chris Fisher Lockhead's Tandem, and then we heard again Pablo Santiago Chin's Como la leyenda de Tlon, movement two. Pablo is here talking with me. Um, he is one of the founders of Phonema Consort, obviously a composer. Tell me just a little bit about your, your piece, Pablo. When you were thinking about the percussion, for example, did you um, try out all these different cymbals, try out a lot of different beaters? Do you leave that to the percussionist, or do you have a very particular sound you're going for? Yeah, actually, uh, it's as ambiguous as the text of the Borges story, because same as Borges doesn't tell us what the language is, but give us some cues. Uh, I give some cues uh, to the percussionist uh, about what kind of materials he has to uh, choose the instruments from, uh, what kind of mallets uh, he has to choose to produce uh, robbed sounds or striking sounds, and, and then it's uh, up to him and his creativity to choose the materials. So it's uh, in between. I have uh, an idea of the type of gestures, the type of sounds based on materials, and based on uh, the way of producing the sound on those materials, and then he uh, does the rest. Okay. Speaking of gestures, it seems like the, the music that we've heard so far, there is a theatricality or a, a, a gesture-ness to it. Is that something that Phonema is interested in? Is it just the composers you've worked with? Yes, uh, I was actually very eager to talk about that. Uh, Phonema, uh, is, it seems like the repertoire with us, we do, uh, uh, that departs from what I explained before, this uh, exploration of language, inevitably is going to bring out uh, this uh, theater quality in the music. And I feel like every, every concert of us is kind of like a small opera. That's the way I see it. And uh, something that you may have noticed is that our, our instrumentalists end up singing. So uh, one rule to be in phonema is you have to sing. <laughs> you have to use your voice. <laughs> um, the other thing is that sometimes uh, the pieces uh, are like explicitly theatrical. Like uh, the piece you are about to hear, it's uh, almost a piece of theater. Uh, Sometimes uh, the theater in the music is implicit, as in the case of the piece by Chris Fisher Lockett for bass clarinet and voice that we heard. Uh, and along the lines that I was saying that our performers, our instruments, instr instrumentalists is also sing, you should know that uh, the singer who was uh, performing my piece was actually our bass player. <laughs> so this has been quite an adventure, you know, for the ensemble. That's fantastic, thank yes. you. Let's welcome members of Phonema Consort back to the stage. This is the final piece that they'll be doing on their set. It is called Le Sept Crimes de l'Amour, or The Seven Crimes of Love. This is by French composer Georges Apergis. It's for soprano, clarinet, and percussion. Again, we'll be hearing Nina Dante, soprano, Emily Beisel, clarinet, and Ryan Packard, percussion. These are members of Phonema Consort, the first of the three performers that we're featuring this year on the Thirsty Ear Festival on WFMT. Again, this is a broadcast of Relevant Tones. Relevant Tones is a show featuring the music of contemporary composers that airs on WFMT on Saturdays from 5 to 6. So we hope that you'll tune in and listen to this exciting music that's happening now from so many different composers. And the Thirsty Ear Festival is our way of bringing this kind of, it's on the radio, of course, but it's also live. We're here at City Winery with a nice live audience um, featuring two groups that are from Chicago and then one headliner that we brought in from Austin. And now Phonema Concert will report, will perform the Set Crime de l'Amour by Georges Apergis.
Ephonemo Consort, Seven Sins of Love. Le Sept Crimes de l'Amour by composer Georges Aperghis for soprano clarinet and percussion. The performers that we heard today from Phonema Concert were Nina Dante, Catherine Schulmeister, Emily Beisel, and Ryan Packard. And we were fortunate enough to be able to talk with Pablo Santiago Chin, who was one of the composers and also one of the founders of the Phonema Consort. That piece consisted of a series of tableaus or vignettes, so there was a strongly visual presence too. So if you're listening at home and want to see what that looked like, uh, there are some really great videos of that piece on YouTube. Again, the seven crimes of love. Seven short vignettes uh, showing off, I guess, different uh, ways that love can misbehave. Next up is Gaudete Brass. This is a group that I've been a huge fan of for many, many years. They are interested in commissioning. They do an awful lot of commissioning. Um, a lot of Chicago composers. We're going to hear a really wide assortment of different music from Gaudete. But first, I do want to mention that for those of us here in the City Winery today, uh, Phonema Concert does have CDs on sale at the desk right outside. And if you're at home, then you can go to phonemaconsort.com. And Phonema is spelled F-O-N-E-M-A consort.com. In just a moment, I'm going to welcome Paul from the Gaudete Brass to talk a little bit about the music that we're going to hear. Again, this is the broadcast of Thirsty Ear Festival on WFMT, a two-hour special broadcast of relevant tones. We are in the midst of changing over to a new group now. With me is Paul von Hoff, who is the trombonist of Gaudete Brass. Paul, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having us. So we're going to um, do two pieces first, and then we'll talk a little bit again. We're going to do the Erica Wazen and then the Conrad Winslow, Bright and Fast from Frostfire. And Conrad Winslow's piece is called Record of a Lost Tribe. What, what can our audience expect to hear in, this, in these pieces? Yes, yeah, so what we wanted to bring to the, to the program tonight was a lot of contrast. We want to hear a whole lot of variety from the brass quintet. Frostfire, this bright and fast from Frostfire, it's the first movement, and it's about as traditional for the modern brass quintet as you can get. Um, it's using the instruments in very idiomatic ways. There's things that are fanfares, soaring lines. Um, it's tonal. It, or very close to being very tonal. Um, and The Record of the Lost Tribe is a huge contrast from that. It's a very adventurous piece. Um, it, it describes the idea that this ancient civilization left a record, but it's not a written record. It's an experiential record that's heard through sound. It's like they get inside your head and you, th and you feel the, this, this imprint of the civilization that's lost. How, it, how that actually applies to the, to the quintet playing it is that there's a lot of energy transferred amongst the musicians. I've never played a piece quite like it where there's more what I would call chamber music going on, where the, where the energy from the trumpets feeds the low brass and the low brass feeds back to the trumpets and there's, you'll hear the tempo fluctuate all throughout the piece, we're constantly finding places to accelerate the tempo and pushing, uh, pushing into the next sections. And so, the idea that you you're you're experiencing something raw and and powerful through this piece, it's in it's in three movements, and really just sit back and and. and Feel it. Don't try to analyze it because it's, it's not that kind of piece. It's the kind of piece that, that just grabs you and, and runs. And yet it's a record so that at the end of each movement, instead of ending with a bang, like most brass pieces tend to do, this ends just with a slow sigh at the very end. Okay. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Thank you so much. We're going to hear two pieces. We're going to hear Bright and Fast from a piece called Frostfire by composer Erica Wazen. And then we're going to hear Record of a Lost Tribe by composer Conrad Winslow in three movements, artifacts, history, and ceremonies. And this, as Paul told us, is a sonic record of a civilization that doesn't exist that has vanished. 
Wonderful performance by Chicago-based Gaudete Grass. We heard Bright and Fast from Frostfire by Erica Wazin. We heard three movements from Record of a Lost Tribe. That is a sonic record of a vanished civilization. Artifacts, second movement was History, and the third movement was Ceremonies. That's by Conrad Winslow. So the second of our performers on the Thirsty Ear Festival. We're running just a little bit behind on time, so we're going to push forward just a little bit. So tell me just very quickly, um, Paul, about the next two pieces that we're going to hear by David Sampson and John Corleano. Absolutely. David Sampson's Still is a very meditative piece, sort of the idea of calming your mind, and a very huge contrast from what you would normally hear from brass quintet. A beautiful, slow movement for brass quintet, as it were. And the Corleano uh, gazebo dances is a really great opportunity to hear some sort of more virtuosic. This is a piano piece originally uh, transcribed for brass, and you get to hear the tuba, uh, succeed at playing piano parts. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, we're going to hear two more pieces now by Gaudete Brass. This is David Sampson's Still. David Sampson is a composer who certainly knows the brass world pretty well. And then this John Corleano has a great Chicago connection too because it was arranged by Cliff Colnut, a uh, well-known Chicago conductor, arranger, and composer. And this was uh, originally performed on for the 70th birthday party of John Corleano at Roosevelt University. Let's hear now Still by David Sampson and Gazebo Dances Overture by John Corleano.
by John Corleano from the Gazebo Dances Overture. That was originally a piano piece 
arranged for brass quintet and played wonderfully by the Gaudete Brass Quintet. Before that, we heard Still by David Sampson. The Gaudete Brass Quintet is Ryan Burnt, trumpet, Julia Filson, horn, Bill Backstresser, trumpet, Scott Teggy, tuba, and Paul Von Hoff, trombone, who was talking with me earlier. You can find out more about them at gaudetebrass.com. That is G-A-U-D-E-T-E brass.com. They have a wonderful CD called Chicago Moves that I highly recommend that is available at Sadie Records. It's on Chicago's own Sadie label. That's C-E-D-I-L-L-E records.org. You're tuned to a special broadcast of Relevant Tones from the third annual Thirsty Ear Festival coming to you live from City Winery at 1200 West Randolph in Chicago on 98.7 WFMT and streaming worldwide on WFMT.com. So far, we've heard two exceptional Chicago-based ensembles, the Phonema Consort and Gaudetti Brass. In just a moment, we'll bring on one of the most talented composer pianists in Austin, Texas, Graham Reynolds. You can visit us online via our Facebook page or at our website, relevanttones.com. Our headliner today on the Thirsty Ear Festival is composer, pianist, drummer, band leader, Graham Reynolds. And uh, he's going to be playing with a string quartet that is Jeff Yang and Madeline Capistran violins. Becca Wilcox, viola, and Nicholas Fotinos, cello. Graham is my guest today. Uh, Graham, thank you so much for being here at the Thirsty Ear Festival. Thanks for having me. Tell me, you, know, you are such an eclectic composer. How did you decide what you were going to choose for today? What are, what are we going to hear? Uh, we're going to hear a bunch of stuff. I work a lot in film, theater, and dance, and then I do concert music, and then I perform, and it's more rocked out. And uh, so it was a little bit of each of those things. Uh, the, the biggest piece will be a triple concerto that we've reduced and adapted for today that's uh, normally for violin, cello, piano, and string orchestra. But then we're going to play some from a ballet that I wrote and a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. Well, let's get started. All this right. is Graham Reynolds with the string quartet we, we put together for him for the Thirsty Ear Festival, performing music from his CD, The Difference Engine, inspired by The Difference Engine, one of the very first computers, although it was entirely mechanical, by Charles Babbage. So the first piece is uh, from a ballet called uh, Called Color, Cult of Color. And it was with Ballet Austin um, back in 2006. And uh, we collaborated with a visual artist, Trenton Doyle Hancock. He's in, he's in the Whitney, uh, Vienna Biennial, that, all that kind of thing. Uh, and then Stephen Mills in Ballet Austin. And, but Trenton has been developing the same world of characters in his art since he was seven years old. He drew a little superhero and then characters around that, and all his fine art paintings are all based in this world. So this ballet is sort of a chapter within this world that this artist has been making since he was a little kid. So this is a cult of color, and this is the miracle machine.
Thank you. Tell us what's coming up next, Graham. So it, uh, next we're going to play two in a row. Uh, one is from a film called Bernie, and it's Jack Black and Shirley MacLaine. And this is the music that, uh, well, Jack's character kills Shirley MacLaine, and then this is the, also the music that comes back later when he goes to jail for it. And so this is, we, uh, Rick Linklater and Jack and I sat around my house at a piano, flipping through hymn, hymnals, singing songs, and uh, this was one that caught on with all of us. So I arranged it for string quartet, sent it to uh, Richard Linklater, and he said yes. And so that became the main theme of the movie. The second thing we're going to do is I did a several years long project with Duke Ellington, and I did a like a band rocked out version, and then these string quartet, quartet abstractions, then remixes of the two combined. So this is one of the abstractions of a piece of his called Cottontail. So normally this swings, and instead, and it's fast. Instead, this is slow, head-nodding indie rock with a string quartet. <laughs> OK, so music from Bernie, and music sort of indirectly from Ellington.
music of Graham Reynolds, performed by Graham on piano. We heard Back of the Cell, O Sacred Heart, Now Wounded, and then String Abstraction number three, Cottontail, music of Duke Ellington arranged there for a string quartet. Graham is our headliner today on the Thirsty Ear Festival, and we were going to hear the entire piece, Difference Engine, but we're going to have to send the signal back exactly at 6.58 today. So, Graham, can we do the first four movements of Difference Engine? Yeah, we can be actually, done I think we'll skip the fourth movement is what we'll do. So we'll do one, two, three, and five. So this is the piece I was telling you about that's inspired by the Charles Babbage early computer. So you're going to hear a lot of cogs and mechanical types of sounds in the, uh, in the music. Yeah. So Let's have a listen. This is four movements of Difference Engine, Graham Reynolds.
That's music from The Difference Engine by composer, pianist, and bandleader Graham Reynolds, getting people to their feet as they cheer for that music. That is available on a CD called The Difference Engine, and if you go to GrahamReynolds.com, you can find out more information about the films that he's scored. He has scored five films of Richard Linklater. He's always working on projects like that, Ballet Austin, you name it. He performed the string quartet that consisted of Jeff Yang and Madeline Capistran violins, Becca Wilcox viola, and Nicholas Putinos on the cello. Again, Graham Reynolds, the headliner of the Thirsty Ear Festival, taking another bow. We heard music from his Cult of Color Ballet, then we heard a piece from the Richard Linklater film, Bernie, and then we heard music from The Difference Engine. Graham, thank you so much again for being here at the Thirsty Ear Festival. Where can people find you online? Uh, it's simple. It's just GrahamReynolds.com. So it's just my name. That's how you email can me. That's how you do everything. Can they get CDs and everything there? Yep, CDs. Uh, it's on Amazon, iTunes, wherever, you know, all the normal places. Wonderful. Let's hear it one more time for Graham Reynolds. Thank you. And do check out GrahamReynolds.com because there's an incredible wealth of music there. What we heard today is really only a small part of what he does. He's an incredibly eclectic composer. That's why I asked him how he went about choosing what he was going to perform tonight because he's somebody that has done an awful lot of different things. I hope you've enjoyed the Thirsty Ear Festival tonight. We've heard a lot of different things. I promised you an eclectic mix, and I, I think uh, I, I feel strongly that that, that was delivered. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you for everyone for coming. Today's broadcast of Relevant Tones was produced by Jesse McCorders, with special thanks to David Polk, Andy Lamoureux, Steve Robinson, Don Mueller, Claire Fosnacht, Sidney Anderson, David Padilla, Brian Wheeler, Libby Brixen, Greg Kittowich, and the staff at City Winery, 1200 West Randolph in Chicago, and online at citywinery.com. Our live sound engineer was Adam Kistler, and our broadcast engineer was Joshua Sabacho. For more information about the artists we've featured, Phonema Consort, Gaudetti Brass, and Graham Reynolds. You can find us on Facebook or visit our website at relevanttones.com. If you go to relevanttones.com, if you can't remember all those websites for all three groups, you'll find information about all of them right there. So that's for our show, relevanttones.com. Relevant Tones is made possible by the generous support of Grubner Capital Management LP, the Aaron Copeland Fund for Music, and the listener supporters of WFMT. This project is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts, Art Works. I'm your host, Seth Bosted, taking you back now to the WFMT studios. So, uh, let me explain what we're going to play. We're going to play two things put together. One is from another Richard Linklater movie, a beautiful movie called Before Midnight with Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. And it's the, and it's the third of a series, before sun, uh, Sunrise, Before Sunset, Before Midnight. And we're going to play, I, what I did was I wrote five theme, five main themes and sent them all in. And this is the one that Rick chose. And then the second part of what we're going to do is the battle scene from the Cult of Color ballet that we started with. So we're sort of bookending with this crazy comic book ballet that we did with Tr Trenton Doyle Hancock and Ballet Austin. So here's a little bit of... Uh, before Midnight Romantic Music from a beautiful movie and to uh, Weird Weird Ballet Creatures.
Thank you.